Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 25 of Ben the Luggage Boy or Among the Wharfs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Ben the Luggage Boy or Among the Wharfs by Horatio Alger, Jr. Ben makes himself known. Ben went out into the street with two bundles under his arm. One contained the ragged clothes which he had just taken off. The other, which was much smaller, contained his extra shirts and stockings. The first he did not care to keep. He therefore lost no time in throwing it into an alleyway. It'll be a lucky chap that finds it, thought Ben. He next put on his gloves, and considered what he should do next. It was half-past twelve o'clock already, for he had not been able to get his money from the bank till ten, and the purchases and bath, as well as the hair-cutting, had taken up considerable time. He began to feel hungry, and appetite suggested that he should first of all go to a restaurant and get some dinner. On the way thither he met two of his street acquaintances, who passed him without the slightest mark of recognition. This pleased Ben, for it assured him that the change which he had effected in his appearance was a considerable one. While eating dinner, he deliberated what he should do. It was Saturday, and it would be almost too late to start for his Pennsylvania home. He decided to go to his sister's house on Madison Avenue and make himself known there, first of all. He was influenced to this partly by the desire he had to meet his cousin, who, as he knew, was making his home, while attending school, at the house of Mr. Abercrombie. He had more than once been up to that part of the city in the hope of catching a glimpse of the cousin for whom he retained his old boyish love. But he had always shrunk, even when seeing him, from attracting his observation. He did not wish to be remembered in his rags, and so denied himself the pleasure for which he yearned. But now he was satisfied with his appearance. He felt that he was as well-dressed as Charles himself and would do no discredit to him if they were seen in the street together. He got on board an omnibus and took his seat. A lady soon after entered and sat down beside him. She drew out some money from her purse, and passing it to Ben, said, "'Will you have the kindness to pass up my fare, sir?' "'Certainly,' said Ben politely. 
it was a small incident but he felt from the young lady's manner of addressing him that she looked upon him as her equal socially and this afforded him not a little pleasure he wondered how he could have been content to drift about the streets so long clothed in rags new hopes and a new ambition had been awakened within him and he felt that a new life lay before him much better worth living than the old life these thoughts occupied him as he rode up broadway at length he left the omnibus and took the shortest route to his sister's house when he ascended the steps and rang the bell he felt rather a queer sensation come over him he remembered very well the last time he had ascended those same steps carrying his cousin's valise his heart beat quick with excitement in the midst of which the door was opened by the servant he had already decided to ask for his cousin preferring to make himself known to him first is charles marston in he inquired yes sir said the servant won't you come in she threw open the door of the parlour and ben entering seated himself in an armchair holding his hat in his hand i wonder if she'd asked me in here if i'd come in my rags he asked himself with a smile the servant went upstairs where she found charles in his own room writing a french exercise master charles she said one of your schoolmates is in the parlour he wants to see you all right i'll go right down the mistake was quite a natural one as boys who attended the same private school frequently called for charles charles went downstairs and entered the parlour ben rose as he entered how are you charlie said ben rising and offering his hand charles looked in his face with a puzzled expression it was not one of his schoolmates as he had supposed but it must be some one that knew him intimately or he would not have addressed him so familiarly i ought to know you he said apologetically but i can't think who it is don't you remember your cousin ben charlie asked our hero ben exclaimed charles in the greatest astonishment he looked eagerly in our hero's face for a moment then impulsively threw his arms around ben's neck and kissed him i am so glad to see you ben he said where have you been all the time then you didn't forget me charlie said ben returning the embrace no ben i've thought of you many and many a time we used to be such good friends you know we will be again will we not i hope so charlie that was one of my reasons for coming back how did you know i was here i will tell you some time charlie but not now is my sister at home yes i will call her she will be very much surprised we all thought you <laughs> dead i suppose yes but i always hoped you would come back again don't tell mary who it is see if she recognizes me summoned by charles mrs abercrombie came down to the parlor she was merely told that a gentleman desired to see her when she entered the parlor ben rose from his seat she looked at him for a moment and her face lighted up it's ben she said oh ben 
how could you stay away so long? What, do you remember me, Mary? asked our hero in surprise. Yes, I knew you by your resemblance to Charles. We always remarked it when you were young boys together. As the two boys were standing side by side, the resemblance of which she spoke was quite striking. Ben was the larger of the two, but their features were similar, as well as the colour of the hair and eyes, and the similarity of their dress completed the illusion. Mrs. Abercrombie surveyed her brother with satisfaction. She had been afraid he would be coarse and vulgar after so many years of neglect, if he should ever return. But here he was, to all appearance a young gentleman of whom she need not feel ashamed. "'Ben must share my room, Cousin Mary,' said Charles. "'We've got so much to say to each other.' "'I didn't know I was to stay,' said Ben, smiling. "'You mustn't leave us again, Ben,' said his sister. "'Monday you must start for home. "'Poor mother has mourned for you so long. "'She will be overjoyed to see you again.' "'When Mr. Abercrombie came home, "'his new brother-in-law was introduced to him. "'He received Ben cordially, "'and in a way to make him feel at home. "'In the course of the morning Mr. Sampson called, "'and Ben was introduced to him.' "'There's something in your brother's voice that sounds familiar,' he said to Mrs. Abercrombie. "'I think I must have met him before.' "'He has not been with us for some years,' said Mrs. Abercrombie, who did not care to reveal that Ben was a returned prodigal. "'Probably I'm deceived,' said Mr. Sampson. Ben, however, knew that Mr. Sampson had good cause to remember him. He was afraid the servant who had brought him his breakfast some months before, in the basement, might remember him, but there was no danger of that. She never dreamed of associating the young gentleman, her mistress's brother, with the ragged and dirty boy who had brought the valise for Master Charles. End of chapter 25「Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. »« Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? »« Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. »« No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. »« In that case, I pronounce you lucky. »« Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. »